This reporter places the blame for all of this squarely on you, the viewers. Uh, would you say we'd be venturing into a zone of danger? It doesn't matter what you think! You're listening to the Our Take Podcast with Brian Sherman. He had a full head, you know, mm. all the way till the end. It was white, and I was hoping to get that. I was hoping to get, like, the full head and... Uh, it was really hard to cut it off. And Spencer Rogers. To be a good pilot, you have to be able to make good decisions. And I know what my credit score is, so I know I don't make good decisions. This is the RJ Podcast. From Scary Parrot Media Studios in Ogden, Utah, it's the Take Podcast, episode 69. No. I'm Brian. I'm Spencer. We are back, everybody. It's October the 18th on this day in history. In 1967, the first space probe to Ooh. enter the atmosphere of another planet. Ooh, that's, Guess who uh, beat us? That's hot. Russia? Yeah, it's the Soviet. I mean, who else would it be? It's Mexico? Uh, it entered. <laughs> I'll give you a dollar if you could say what atmosphere it entered. What atmosphere it yeah. entered? It's another planet. Uh, uh, Jupiter? No. That's so far away. I don't know. Uranus? <laughs> that's further on. Venus. Oh, well, that's pretty close. Sister planet. Uh, yeah. 90 minutes before it lost contact. And then they sent another one that landed on Venus. It became the first probe to land on another. I didn't know we landed anything on Venus. I mean, as a people, as a race. Uh, I didn't the either. The Soviets did. How about that? They know more than us. They know the secrets of Venus. So a little explanation here. It's been almost a month. Yeah. And... So here's what happened. Okay. I don't even know what where the month went. I can't really... It did fly by. ...tell you where I've been. Uh, I My brother was in town. That's right. I remember yep, that. My brother was in town. We got matching tattoos. You want to see it? Is it on your... It's my cat from growing up. Oh. We wanted to get matching ones. Oh. We got the my cat Frisbee. Wow. We had him for 18 years. That's a... That's... that's... That's a good one. Got yeah. it at uh, Yellow Rose and Sugar House. Wow. And uh, after that, this is this is sad. One of my cousins passed away, uh, Tara. So we can dedicate this episode to her. Um, that kind of puts a lot of pressure on us. <laughs> I know. I mean, what if it's a really bad episode? Right. Um, I feel like and... I can't make fun of things now. <laughs> no. She would appreciate it. Oh, okay. Uh, and then, then I got sick. Yeah. I... Which, by the way, if I laugh today... It's gonna be. It a, sounds like I'm smoking. It's like be a nightmare. It's emphysema. So, um, but we're back, and we're, we're gonna back. weekly episodes. Of course, of course. Um, so while you were doing your thing, <laughs> uh, a few things happened to me. Um, your beard got longer. Yeah, I know. I, I'm just whatever yeah, I at like this it. point. I figured. <laughs> No one's no no one's ever gonna be attracted to me anyway. So just <laughs> your head isn't even shorn. Yeah, I know. I've kind of <laughs> I've kind of given up all hope of anything. So I like the look. Um. Anyway, so let's see. Um. I guess. Uh. Last week. Well, hold on. Let me. You know this what? Is, uh, hashtag Spencer's travels. Yeah. Rental car rundown. Well. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't a rental car, but it was a car that I don't drive. Okay. <laughs> my, my grandma's uh, 2000-something Toyota Camry. Hey, which, Camrys are nice. Yeah, well, yeah, except when they're driven by a 80-some-odd-year-old. <laughs> oh, so you didn't drive? No, I did. Oh, okay. I did. Oh, are right. you freaking kidding me? 
<laughs> so where'd you go? All right, so I just uh, I flew in to Boston. 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 Um, and uh, the plan was to go to a few places like the USS Constitution. What is that? Uh, Old Ironsides. Is that the uh, Civil War? No. Oh. No, 1812, I think. Uh, it's uh, a still commissioned naval vessel. Was that like one of the first? Uh, no, it's 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 old, like 1812, I think, or 1811. Okay. Um, but <laughs> so it was just a series of of bad. I <sighs> traveling <laughs> with. So I went. I went because my my mom and my grandma are on a. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. They decided to go tour the United States or something. Okay. So they're on a two week road trip. Okay. And they, so you met them out there? They, yeah, they drove to Boston. Holy cow. I know. From from Utah? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I would never do that. I wouldn't either. Ex- unless is, I had an RV. Yeah, well, yeah, which is exactly why I flew. Yeah. <laughs> which only took four and a half hours as opposed to 30-something. Um, so anyway, I figured I'd go there so I didn't have to uh, pay for a rental car hotel or food <laughs> or anything. Yeah. Uh, all expenses pay trip pretty much for me. Um, so I went down there and the plan was to go to these various places, but unbeknownst to me, brewing in the Atlantic Ocean was Subtropical Depression Melissa. Wow. Yeah. You didn't know that no. <laughs> there was a subtropical. <laughs> oh, an, sorry. An, S- no. an STD? Sorry. It wasn't a sub. <laughs> it wasn't a depression. It well, was a subtropical storm. I like D better because then it's STD. Yeah, you're right. But right. That's probably why. STD Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> So this whore, <laughs> Melissa, <laughs> she came in there and it rained the whole time we were there, uh, just constantly, just in, non in Boston. Yeah, man. So we couldn't really get out and do anything. And then the Constitution was closed for some naval something or other. We didn't know that. And uh, I wanted to go to Fenway and do the tour, but right. it was got the tarp on the field. It was just a it was just a mess. So. It ended up just being kind of a day driving around Boston in the car. So from the car, it's a great city. Uh, and in addition to that, uh, my grandma, I don't even know if I want to. <laughs> so bless her heart. Well, tell me what happened. Well, oh, what did she say? I don't I don't even remember what sparked this debate slash me you yelling never, at her. You never remember. It had something to do with Sean Hannity and her saying Hannity said this. And I was like. Hannity. What? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and oh. my mom's over there. She's like, don't, don't, don't. She like don't. squeezes your leg. She, she does. <laughs> she, she did, but basically, don't, 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 don't. And I'm like, what do you mean, Hannity? And at one point she says, he's my hero. I'm like, oh. Um, I can, I, stop I, the car. Stop the I, car. I'm, try, I'm trying to explain, you know, like, Hannity is. Okay, I uh, <laughs> Lucifer incarnate. Well, okay, so basically, I uh, boiled down to she doesn't even watch the news on Fox News. She just watches. Hannity. That's the problem, right? Look, I've always said this. Yeah, opinion shows fine. I try, and I, I said, Grandma, okay. you know that's not news. That's his opinion, and now it's your opinion, right? And she's just, oh, she's so stupid. <laughs> she's just. Out there and just, you know, and at one point I was like, well, 
what if I told you I was a Democrat, Grandma? She said, well, then I wouldn't talk to you anymore. I'm like, what? What? And she's like, why Why not? She's, Democrats are evil. I'm like, what? Oh. The? Grandma, are you crazy? Anyway, I, she. So she, you just, you, you went in with a very simple question. What if I was a Democrat? Well, I said that at one point. I don't, there was a lot of things said. And I just, there, there is no reasoning at all. And remember, this is just like, just like uh, you remember a few weeks ago or a month ago, we were on Facebook talking to our friend Bobby. Yeah. And how eventually he got in these heated arguments with everyone. I was like, eventually I just said, Bobby, you know, there's always going to be people on the wrong side of history. And honestly, you can tell these people the sky is blue. And if they think it's purple. Right. There's nothing you can do. Right. And so I kind of just had to just. Yeah. Show By the me. way, if you want to see any of Bobby, you could just search hashtag Bobby so mad. Yeah, I know. And it will show it's you <laughs> all of his all of his stuff. Um so I did get her get her to rescind her Democrats are evil, uh mostly because she could not provide a single reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Okay, grandma, why are they evil? Why do you think this way? Why why this? And at one point I we got into the Kurds and I was like, Grandma it's factual that Donald Trump just pulled out our troops out of Syria and sentenced these Kurds to death. Right. We betrayed them. And she's like, oh, I don't know if I believe that. I'm like, it happened, Grandma, <laughs> on every news channel. And, and okay, so I <laughs> – the irony – she's just so focused in on, on one thing. Hanitized. And so later, it's like hypnotized, uh, right? Handy. My, you know, my mom is and her, they're super LDS Mormon, mm-hmm. uh, Church of Jesus Christ, whatever. whatever. They and so part of the trip, we went to New York and we went to uh, Hill Cumora in all these historical LDS places, right? And at one point, we're walking around with my grandma, and she's talking. She started talking about the Mormon extermination order, which, if you don't know, basically. Uh, the governor, governor yeah, just said, "Hey, we gotta, we gotta get In rid Missouri. of these people one way or the other." Right. And she was like, "It must be so, must have been so crazy for these people to have their allies just turn on them." No way, she did not say that out loud. <laughs> she did. <laughs> she freaking did. And oh I was like, gosh. "Yeah, Grandma, that must be awful." <laughs> I gosh, I can't believe, I can't think of anything like that. <laughs> Ever happening. People at the bottom of the hill oh. heard heard you say the word Kurds. <laughs> I just I yeah. I can't with those people. I it's amazing. Have an open and I, I was like, Grandma, I would vote for a Republican. If John Huntsman ran for president, I'd vote for John Huntsman. At this point I'd probably vote for Mitt Romney. It's not about parties. Right. It's about and I, I talked to my mom a lot after and I I kind of talked her out of – well, not out of being a Republican. She's an independent. <laughs> Basically, she voted independent last election. Yeah. She's like, I don't really rec- uh, recognize the party anymore. And she doesn't follow politics that closely. And right. for her to say that means that it's that widespread of a right. of a, of a situation. And um, I was like, just when you vote, Mom, just, just put the parties aside. Right. Just put them aside. Look at the person. Look at Elizabeth Warren. Does she seem evil to yeah. you? And you know, and the abortion thing was basically the the only thing. And I, you know, I was like, well, they don't 
like abortion. <laughs> abortion will never, ever be solved. I, that and debate I said that. will never said, end. Abortion's going to be there regardless. Right. It doesn't really matter. And I was like, I mean, unless had... we hear the voice of God, <laughs> right? all of us, all 350 million of us, all at right. once, say, life starts at conception. Right. <laughs> then <laughs> right. it's never going to end. And I was like, Grandma or Mom, we've had. We had George Bush, George W. Bush, for eight years. We had, you know, George uh, H. Bush for four years. We have Trump for four years, and uh, abortion's still a thing. Right. So obviously, right. it's not it's, it's not, not a really anymore. a pressing issue for them. It's just a buzzword. They'll use it every election, yeah. and so will the Democrats. Yeah. You know, it's but you should not vote on big issues because big issues are never going to get solved. Right. You got to vote on something like that is never going to happen. So that uh, that was my my time in Boston. It was okay. You know, (laughs) I mean, it brings out the aggression in people. I just I this Kurds thing. You know, look, the facts, the facts are very clear. Right. Yes. (laughs) 9-11 happened. Really? Some people did some things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We went over to Afghanistan, kicked some ass. We went into Iraq for no reason, really, uh-huh. and kicked some ass. It opened a vacuum for ISIS. We right. then needed help to fight ISIS. Mm-hmm. The Kurds were the first ally to jump on. Yeah. They are right? like, cool, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> How many troops have we lost in this never-ending war? I could tell you. I could maybe take a stab while you're looking it up. Maybe 3,500? That actually sounds about right. It's uh, awful. If we could turn back time, wow. and we you know would so, we would just invade Afghanistan. You know what's so crazy is this is an up to date, and the last death we had in Afghanistan was September sixteenth. Right. I mean, we're still we're dying, still dying over there. So how many? What did you say? Thirty five hundred. Wow. <laughs> That's yes. Thirty five hundred sixty three. Yeah. Okay. That's awful. I hate it. Yeah. Right. Um. The Kurds Iraq was worse. joined the fight, and 11,000 soldiers, Kurdish soldiers, died right. alongside us, fighting ISIS for us. Right. Now, it's for them as well. Yeah. But we created the vacuum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? And we gave them no warning. <laughs> I was just listening to NPR on the way home today, and they talked about a Kurdish... Um, Politician, 35-year-old woman uh-huh. that was pretty high up in yeah. uh, northern Syria. And when Turkey invaded, they found her. They found her armored car. They pulled her out, beat her up, mm-hmm. and then shot her, mutilated her body. Jeez. That's, that's our fault. Yeah. That's Donald Trump's fault. It, don't. It's not really our fault. It's not even our military's fault. They didn't know about it. Donald right. just, I don't know if he had a bad sleep or something or this is farted wrong or what this happened? is when you start to realize the true power of the presidency yeah right this is those moments when you're like holy shit they really do have a lot of power and the authorization of force needs to be rolled back to the congress mm-hmm. you know yeah and uh it's never happened president obama tried to by the way he right. tried to give up power mm-hmm. he said it's not right for the president to have this much power you know and now all Congress can do is condemn it with a vote, which they did 354 to 60 in the House. I thought that was right? kind of funny. <laughs> like, all right, we're voting to condemn right. this. <laughs> and then they can vote on sanctions as if money makes up for loss of life. Right. You know, in Donald Trump's mind, that's true. 
No, yeah, for sure. Money is the same as life to him. Right. You know, if they start killing people, I'll just ruin their economy. Yeah, that's the same thing. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's a mess. And yeah. he's being he's being lit up about it from everybody. Oh, yeah. He, uh, from what I've heard on various news stations and what have you, um, the organization that is the most pissed off about this is the military. Yeah. And those so, were their friends. So, they were training oh, the Kurds. Oh yeah. Um so he has really dug himself into a hole of I don't know who's going to uh, vote for him. Yeah, he's had a horrible week. Oh yeah. Like the impeachment thing is getting worse, which we haven't even talked about. We yeah. haven't even done an episode since it started. I know. Uh, that got worse because of nice old Mick Mulvaney. Did you hear what he said? <laughs> Which part? The one where he confirmed it or the, yeah, the one w- where he <laughs> denied what he confirmed? <laughs> he admitted it to the press. He said, we held back money because they weren't investigating. Right. <laughs> he admitted it. We do that all the time. Right. <laughs> Get over it. Yeah. And then he goes, walks in the White House and everybody's like, what did you just do? <laughs> <laughs> and he sends out a tweet or something, releases yeah. a statement. That's not what I meant. There's no quid pro quo. Uh, there's none whatsoever. Don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I misunderstood you. In- Unreal <laughs> what's happening here. Um, what do you, like, it's been so long since we've done an episode. Yeah. There's too much. I think there's too much to really talk about. And I'm sure most people that listen to us are probably somewhat versed in what's going on. Yeah. Bottom line. Do you think that he will be removed from office? Man. No. And do you think that he would ever resign? I I think there's a chance he could resign, but only because I heard his, um, was it someone who worked for him? I think it was someone who worked for him said that he would, Uh that he would step down before being impeached, like even before maybe they got to the Senate. Uh-huh. You know, which is what Nixon did. Right. Um, I think that's more likely than him being removed unless we get one another bombshell. So there was a commentator on the radio today that said um, when a party um, turns on its leader. Right. It doesn't happen in small little movements uh-huh. the way it's happening now. Right. It happens when something big comes out. Right. And it's the weekend. It's the weekend. So we don't know. We'll know more on Sunday when the Sunday talk shows happen. Right. Right. We'll know more of what the Republicans reaction to Mick. Right. And what he said. And it could be a moment where a lot of them turn. I doubt it. Did you see? um, Because because Mick walked his comments back. They'll they'll go with that. Right. uh, Yeah. I. Did you see all the commentators trying to. Oh, you did because I watched the video that you you shared of uh, the was it the minority minority leader? Uh, oh, saying like he, he, he was, when he couldn't say it, he was like, "Yes, Representative Jordan." Yeah, he's like, "I just need you to answer the question: Is it okay, right, for and this a, was before this, right, right? This was when Trump was talking in front of his helicopter, right, and he said China should investigate the Bidens." Right? Right. All the Republicans think, oh, he wasn't being serious. Like, <laughs> that's how he... What kind of an argument is that? That's how all of his policy is conducted. It's conducted either via Twitter or in front of his helicopter. Right. 
That's how the bear, that's how the uh, American the people find out. The president was just joking. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> so if you haven't seen the video, Jim Jordan, who is the, you'll know him as the congressman who never wears a suit jacket. Ah. Um, he looks so pathetic in that video. Yeah. He just was, looked disheveled and just like. Chris Chris <sighs> Wallace on Fox News <sighs> just said, I can't even remember the word, a threshold question. That's how he started the interview. Threshold question. It wasn't Chris Wallace, was it? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. It was George Stephanopoulos. Yeah. Sorry. Um, he said, threshold question, is it wrong for the president to ask China to investigate the Bidens or some other wording of that question? Mm-hmm. And Jim Jordan dodged that question at least nine or ten times. For 12 minutes. For 12 minutes. For 12 minutes. And George didn't let him go. He's no. like, every, every couple minutes he's like, you still will not answer one simple question. And what Jim Jordan would say is, um, I don't think that's what he was doing. I think he was joking. And I, that's not the question, though. <laughs> you know, and I what know. I was waiting for George to do was to ask, okay, hypothetically, right? Uh-huh. But then, you know, they'll never answer hypotheticals either. It's, I know. You know when there's something uh, afoot or something is uh, dissonant in a politician's mind when they won't answer a question that's very direct. Right. You know, a yes or no question. That's actually what I like about Beto in the debates. Uh-huh. And when he's asked a question, he'll answer a yes or no question with a yes or a no, and then give his response. Right. You know? And people find that very off-putting. If you watch a, an interview with Beto or him in the debates, you know, it'll say, they'll say something like, uh, oh, the big one was uh, tax-exempt status for churches. Like, if, you, if a church wants to discriminate against gay people, right. should they lose tax-exempt status? And without missing a beat, he said, yes, and here's why. And that made headlines. Right. You know, he doesn't think churches should exist. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, but that's what I like that about him. But it, it actually catches people off guard. It's the one thing we want, but it's catching people off guard and it pisses them off. It's really, really interesting. Huh. So if, with regard to impeachment, though, I think the Republicans have a very, very strong case. Or I'm sorry, the Democrats have a very, very strong case. Um, I listen to NPR and I read the Associated Press. Right. I, I don't listen to a lot of other opinion, you know? I try to avoid uh, and the opinion o- shows. Right. Even the authors and the commentators on NPR uh-huh. and the Associated Press are having a hard time remaining, what, appearing neutral. Because uh, it's just I don't so know, easy. Everyone is having a hard time uh, being neutral, including... This storm will yeah. kill you. It will kill your children. It will kill your pets. My boy Shep. You know who wants to mess I know, man. I was my sad. My boy Shep, he threw in the towel, man. Yep. Did you watch the whole video where it, it throws to, uh, I can't remember, oh, Neil, was it Neil Cavuto it threw, threw to? And he's just like, but, uh, I didn't. <laughs> he had no idea. <laughs> no, no one knew. I mean, and he is the chief. Of, what was the chief, chief of news? Anchor, chief, chief something like that. Yeah, he was a. That's a big, big deal that they downplayed very heavily. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> I, all because he got into a. Well, it's been a long time coming, building up, but he got into a spat with good old Tucker. Oh you know? really? Yeah, he called Tucker out on something. Tucker said something about him on his show, and then a week later, Shep's like, "Fuck this! <laughs> I'm sick of you guys. You guys are lying. You're lying." Oh yeah, it's it's been bad. Did yeah. you? I mean. Even uh, even Neil Cavuto has kind of uh, turned a little bit here on uh, President Trump. See if I can find this audio real quick. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't know, man. Like Fox, Fox News, the anchors—they all are just 
struggling to yeah the the news portion of Fox right does does okay right there are no grays no middle ground you're either all in or you're just out loyal on everything or not to be trusted on anything which could explain the president himself this week bashing Fox News yet again urging his supporters to stop watching the channel to quote tweet Fox isn't working for us anymore well first of all Mr. President wow. we don't work for you I, I don't work for you my job is to cover you not fawn over you or rip you just report on you I don't know where to begin here. <laughs> yeah. Hannity's job. That's Hannity's job to fawn over <laughs> him. Hannity's hand job. Sorry. Uh, Hannity's job. <laughs> you know, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but if you want to know who Hannity really is, watch V for Vendetta. He is Louis Prothero oh, on that show. Definitely. The the anchor of the news who like practices a speech in the shower. Right. That is Sean Hannity to a T. Uh, Sean Hannity is the WWE of of news. Like it's just a soap opera of of news. <coughs> I think I told you I watched like the last half an hour of his show one time. Uh-huh. And I made it through. Yeah. <clears throat> but I was Laura Ingram came on right cool. after him. I couldn't make it through 5 minutes without like the stuff she was saying. Yeah. It's so like just openly racist. Right. I was like How, are you re- they're airing this? <laughs> you know, this is live. I couldn't believe it. I, I, try, I had to turn off Laura. Yeah. You know, I could make it through Sean and just be like, ah, you're so transparent, dude. I can see what you're doing. Right. You know, um, but yeah, that's why I, I've, I've strayed away from all opinion shows. The only news app I have now is Associated Press. Um, unless there's something live. Right. Like uh, I watched the police chief in Texas, you know, when this woman was shot in her house. Um, I watched that press conference live to see what they were going to do with uh, that police we, officer. We should probably talk about that. We can let's let's yeah we'll do that so, later. But my point is, <laughs> if if you're like your grandma, and you don't get your news anywhere, maybe you're not that involved. If you want to get just bare bones, download the Associated Press app. No, and just no, turn on notifications. That's fake news to her. I'm not <laughs> even joking. Associated she, Press. She, I just like grandma. She's like, well, who do you watch? And I'm like, grandma watches Associated Press. It's like, oh, like, yeah. What? The Associated Press is where all news stories start. Right. Right? That's where all of them start. Yeah. And you don't even have to read them. You can just get the notification of the headline. Right. And say, okay, got it. Right. You know? Um, and some people think that NPR leans left. I don't know how you can possibly think that. They're publicly funded. <laughs> uh, but I, I still – there are a couple people who – even then, maybe they're common. Maybe the people they have on sometimes stray into opinion, right? But most of the time, they're just reading the news. Even if you just listen to the top of the hour for just the newscast, right? You know, from Jack Spear or Dave Dave Mattingly or whatever his name is. What do you make of? So there's been a lot of people who have not, who are still defending Trump. Um, I don't know how you do at this point, but what do you think about uh, people like Ben McAdams? Our um, fourth district congressman, yeah. who is a Democrat, uh, one, that has, one by a hair. Oh yeah, he's the most threatened in the next election. Oh yeah, actually, uh, there was a poll yesterday, Did you see that and poll? he's beating everybody. Like he's polling higher right. than anyone that Did was. Did you see Rob Bishop's poll? Oh yeah, he's so. For people you guys don't know, Rob Bishop is mine and Spencer's representative, yeah. right? I haven't liked Rob Bishop for a while. Left him plenty of voicemails. <laughs> you know, I've sent him plenty of emails. He is polling 
at like 34% in Utah. Now he's not running again. Yeah, he's out. But he said he might run for governor. I'm like, you're polling at 34% <laughs> and you're going to launch a bid for the governor? Yeah, he has no chance. That's at crazy. All for governor, especially his seeing yeah. his competition. Anyway, but what what about McAdams? Um, so he has really yet to give a stance yeah. on uh, his um uh, he's playing position. it very safe. Which... But but listen, so he was on KSL a few weeks ago. A few weeks, I put this in the rundown like two weeks ago, thinking, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he made a, what I thought were a few interesting points. Um, one is that he felt like the Democrats had, uh, for lack of a better word, cried wolf with the Russia investigation. Like, they pushed the Russia investigation so hard that when this other thing came up, it was like, is this just another... I don't remember Ben McAdams being very loud during the Russia investigation. Was he? No, no. Oh, okay. I'm talking about just the, the, the party. Oh, okay. You know, the yeah. the left side, you know, trashing so much that and not nothing really came out of it. Trump wise that when this next thing up that that's legit and we have evidence of it just kind of is like it does look like they're attacking sure Trump constantly which sure. is what you know the the uh narrative he's trying to to produce which isn't untrue <laughs> I mean no it's not it's yeah. not untrue but uh, yeah um I also uh, one other thing he said cuz he he got elected on the stance that I'm going to reach across the aisle. Right. He's very moderate. Right. And he said that his uh, the Democratic Party had come to him and had been like, hey, it's uh, time to get on board with us. It's time to, you know, mm. vote, vote your party. He's feeling the pressure. Uh, and he said, because uh, they were saying, um, time to, so, so we can be unified. Yeah. And he said, okay, well, I will tell you how I'm going to vote. And then you can vote with me so that we're unified. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, that, if that really happened, that is fantastic. I love that. Uh, I want your child in me, Ben McAdams, right now. Um, (laughs) I mean, it's funny that they're coming to him knowing how at risk he is. I mean, there's 435 members of the House. Yeah. Right? Um, The latest I can find on him while you were talking, I found it was on the 15th, so three days ago, Mm -hmm. he had said... um, I'm not going to, you know, uh, I'm not going to vote on or let my vote be known on impeachment until all the facts are here. Yeah. And more and more facts keep coming out every day because of the Trump administration. Right. (laughs) Right. And now we have like uh, Rick Perry is resigning from the agency that he didn't know existed. And apparently he's been subpoenaed. The energy department is not going to comply. Of course not. I don't understand how they can just not comply. <laughs> they can't, and that's it's further evidence of obstruction. Right. You know, and that's the whole point is what do you have to hide? Right. You know, and then this whole Giuliani, dude, yeah. they're referring to it as the shadow um, shadow foreign policy. Right. That Rudy Giuliani, a civilian, the highest level of government was the mayor of New York City. Yeah. And he's crazy. And he's been Literally in Ukraine insane. pressuring people. On behalf of the United States? With his gangsters. We didn't 
elect him. No Congress confirmed him to any position. Right. And then a couple of days after that came out, Trump was asked in front of his helicopter, uh-huh. is Rudy Giuliani still your lawyer? And he's like, uh, I haven't talked to Rudy. I talked to him yesterday. He's a, he's a great man. <laughs> I was like, what? You didn't say whether or not he was your lawyer still? That's how bad Rudy has become for the president. Well, he became this bad for him like six months ago. It's true. But, but somehow some he reason, kept holding on. Yeah, I don't, He's embarrassing, man. He's one embarrassing guy. Can you believe that he used to be, quote unquote, America's mayor? Like He should have just kept dude, it there. That guy is... If you watch interviews with him, you're just like, this man is he's insane. Crazy. Like he's well, not right in his head. So there's a there's a concept in psychology uh-huh. called folly ado. Right. Um a Fallout Boy album title, by the way. Really? <laughs> uh it's a mental oh, yeah, disorder that two people share and experience at the same time. Uh-huh. So essentially these people are perfectly normal uh-huh. when they're apart from each other. But when they be- they get together, mm-hmm. they start acting very strangely. Okay. Borderline psychotic, right? Yeah. And that's folly ado. Not very common. Mm-hmm. I think we have an example of that here, though. Where, <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's like a miniature group think. Right. But a little bit crazier. <laughs> like Giuliani on news shows is amazing. It's amazing to watch him on news shows. It's hilarious. I can't believe the things he says and I does. I know. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Like who – you just – he just spills the beans. Yeah. Every time. You know, I – Either he's working against Trump secretly. Do you think all these people are are secretly trying to spill the beans so that they uh, they can try and still like Mick Mulvaney yesterday is like, oh my yeah. bad guys, oops. You know, someone made a <laughs> someone made a point that was like, uh, it was in it was in jest towards Mick. I think uh-huh. it was just someone on Facebook said like, you know, Mick, even if you admit to it, doesn't mean you're safe. President Nixon's chief of staff went to prison. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he did, huh? <laughs> so, I mean, maybe. Although I did hear someone, again, this was on NPR, this is a whole story I listened to today, uh-huh. um, said with all the administration resigning, right? Trump used to have fairly smart people around him, right? Have you said what he said about, heard what he said about Mad Dog Mattis? Mm-mm. He's turned his back on General Mattis. Yeah. And Mattis said, guess, guess what he said? Uh-huh. He said, I earned my spurs on the battlefield. It's <laughs> 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 the best. Anyway. Basically, this person was saying the level of intelligence has decreased so dramatically around Trump that we have Mick Mulvaney and down. That's it. There's no one intelligent enough to stop him anymore. Mm. You know, did you read his letter that he sent to the president of Turkey? Yeah. Can I read that in case people don't know? This is a letter he wrote to the president of Turkey, Erdogan, regarding the pullout of our troops. Um, hang on. Let me. <laughs> it's unbelievable that someone, first of all, the president wrote this, and then someone was like, yeah, that's okay to say. That's okay to say. Uh, he says this let's work out a good deal. You don't want to be responsible for slaughtering thousands of people, and I, want, I don't want to be responsible for destroying the Turkish economy, and I will. Don't let the world down. History will look upon you favorably if you get this done, meaning a a ceasefire with the Kurds, uh, done the right and humane way. It will look upon you forever as the devil if good things don't happen. In the last line of the letter, he says, don't be a tough guy. Don't be a fool. I will call you letter. Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) The president of the United States wrote that letter. 
to the president of Turkey. Yeah. And the very next day, Turkey was killing Kurds. Right. The Turkish army invaded Kurdish territory in Syria. The very next day. Probably actually not even the next day because you got the whole date time thing. You know, it's probably within hours. Yeah. As he was unsealing the envelope. You know? I, they, asked, uh, they asked Bernie uh, at the debate if mm-hmm. Turkey was still an ally. They're part of NATO. They're a very important NATO ally, right? Mm-hmm. And he said no. He's like, no, they're not anymore. Hmm. We, they just completely went against everything we were trying to accomplish. Right. I, we're, we're hosed, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, Fox News released a story about our nuclear bombs there. You uh-huh. read that? No, I didn't. We got nuclear weapons in Turkey. Oh. They're holding them hostage. Well, yeah. Turkey is. Why wouldn't they? So S- small news, right? Now we get to go. No to one's war talking with, about that with Turkey. <laughs> Man, what a mess! Anyway, <laughs> can't even remember where we're going. Ben McAdams. Yeah, um, he would. I think it would uh, behoove him to be a little bit louder right now to rally his base. The base that got him elected right. needs to hear him again. I mean, he Trump organizer, organizers tried to have a thingy outside his office in West Jordan, Utah. Yeah. And they were outnumbered by his supporters. (laughs) So he knows he has the support to probably win again. But he's going to have to be loud. Oh, yeah. And I appreciate him maybe not playing as much politics Mm -hmm. and saying, you know, let's let's be patient. But, you know, we've had a lot of time to get this guy out. We're right up against it here. It's Unless unless there's some sort of strategy I don't understand. Like, let's remove him right before so Pence is on the ticket. I I don't don't know. I don't think that there is a strategy because we've never removed anyone from office office before. So what is the strategy? We don't even know what would happen if we voted to remove him from office. Would he leave? Would he, (laughs) you know, like... That's a separate issue. Like, I mean... (laughs) Yeah, that's a totally separate issue. And would it even get that far because he'd have to make it through the uh, the Senate, right? Yeah, the Senate has to vote. I believe it has to be a supermajority as well. Yeah, and that's sixty six. Not going to happen. Yeah. No, I I know that uh, Mitch McConnell has been um, not necessarily in secret, but he has been preparing senators, Republican senators, for what a uh, Senate hearing looks like, how uh-huh. it works. You know, uh, the Chief Justice John Roberts would be the judge, so to speak, who oversees the trial, right? And then the Senate is the jury. So. I know he's, he, they said he's been preparing because he thinks it could happen as soon as December. Okay. The Democrats have released no timeline. I mean, the House hasn't even voted on the inquiry, let alone in uh, articles of impeachment. Right. Which, it's up to them. They're not breaking any rules, by the way. People claim they're breaking rules by doing that. Mm-hmm. There's no... The, the House makes their own rules about impeachment. That's why it's <laughs> in the House. So... They they can do all the investigating they want before they bring it. And frankly, it's smarter. To, I don't know why they want to bring it to a vote. Like, why would Trump want the House to vote on that? You know he'd lose. Oh, yeah. So it's it's really weird why he's – I don't know why he's calling for that. Maybe to see who's, who his ally really is in the, in the House, <laughs> like who votes for me. But it's you know, pretty strange stuff. One thing out of all of this is uh, I've heard the, the term whistleblower – <laughs> more than i ever want to ever ever again <laughs> yeah uh i you know i wasn't even super familiar with the word i mean i get i get it but yeah blow my whistle man blow my whistle whistle can we come up with something shorter <laughs> bmw <laughs> blow, blow my whistle yeah okay you know i i failed to mention this i mention this every time trump does something crazy and the last crazy thing being 
pulling out of Turkey. Uh huh. Um, pulling out of the Turkey. He. <laughs> <laughs> the the word you should always think of is distraction. Right. What's he trying to distract us from? This one's pretty obvious. But here's the best part. This is what Trump does. Mm-hmm. I've said this before. Right. He creates a crisis, and then he fixes the crisis and takes credit for it. I just he does don't it think all he's the that time. smart. He does it all the time. It's actually a really simple tactic, so even a dumb person could come up with it, like, right? Is he doing it by accident then? No, I think or... he does it on purpose. I think he's saying the American people are annoyed with this impeachment thing. I'm going to pull our troops out, and the, the, the Turks are going to invade, and then I'll, I'll send Pence over there, and he'll create a ceasefire, which he did. A five-day ceasefire to allow the Kurds, the civilians, to retreat. Right? Yeah, but they... So Trump is hailing this as a victory that he did. But it, he created the problem, people. He's st- still driving them out of their <laughs> out of their homes, right? But they're not dying. Well, he, they're still fighting going on. I just it, got didn't, a it didn't work. It didn't work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he. This is what he does, though. He creates a crisis and then he fixes it, quote unquote, <laughs> and he takes the credit. It's amazing. Oh, man, over and over again. Well, uh, that was the open. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a longer episode because we haven't seen each other in so long. Yeah. Um, one other thing, or not one other thing. Uh, yeah, we got co- like 10, 12 other things. Yeah. Um, that happened while we were away. Um, two instances. Um, but the one I want to talk about right now is... Oh, I got to find out where I put it. Are we talking about the shooting? Yes. Fort Worth? No. I want to talk about the Dallas one first. Dallas. Because uh, that happened a while ago, but she got sentenced. Yes, this is the uh, Amber. white female. Amber Geiger, I guess is how you'd say that. Geiger. Walked into what she thought was her apartment. Yeah. She was off duty or just leaving. Anyway, she had her gun. She was off duty. Um, by the way, well, let's just tell the story. She, she walks in there. She sees a man. He's laying on the ground eating ice cream. It's a black man. Right. And she shoots and kills him. Right. Did you hear about the witness? That died? Yes. I did. So she's convicted and sentenced to what? What did she get? 10, 10 or 15? Years, I think 10 to 15, like something like that. Yeah. Now, <laughs> first of all, on that note, I have sympathy and I feel bad for anybody that uh, that has to go to prison, right? But that's kind of the way our society works. And I wonder what would have happened if this was a black male cop who shot a white female yeah. in his apartment that he mistook for his own. You know, re- well, go ahead. So, but there was a witness who heard uh, heard the them talk to each other and then heard the shot, right? Uh-huh. And he described it as as a like surprised greeting. Like two people who were surprised to see each other. That was the t- tone of voice he heard. Uh, I think he was upstairs or maybe down the corridor. I can't remember. Right. So he testified in court about that. Nothing really damning in his testimony mm-hmm. other than, yes, she shot him. I mean, right. she admitted that she did. You know what I mean? But he was killed the day after the the sentence in a random shooting. Yeah. Super weird. Screams of conspiracy. We are not, you and I are not big on, uh, other than simulation, other than that we live in a simulation, uh, like, that's weird, man. It is. And awful, because he didn't even know these people. 
I could see I could see it being an outraged cop, cop? friend of hers. Sure. sure, absolutely. And I think that's what a lot of people assume, but it's weird that it's not being talked about a lot. It, yeah, it it's is. It's pretty weird. It has been kind of swept under the rug. People saw like a gray four-door sedan, that's it. Yeah. And he was shot. I can't remember how many times he was shot. A lot. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a clear assassination. Oh, definitely. You know, it was not it wasn't like a drive-by. He was in crossfire. Right. He was assassinated the day after the sentence for this woman. Super weird. Uh, unless he was just in like a super ghetto. What do you think what do you think about her sentence by the way? Okay, so that's what I kind of wanted to um <clears throat> If it played out like she says it did or as it's kind of been determined, sure. Then it's just kind of a, it's a bad situation. A really shitty thing happened. There's like you know, there's it's right. It sucks. Right. The whole thing sucks. Right. And I'm just when Do you I think that the way we heard about it and the way it was told to us matters though. Let me give you an example. Okay. What was the headline you read when you found out? Uh something like white cop kills black guy in his apartment. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. right? If the roles were reversed, how do you think that headline would read? Yeah. Black guy kills white cop. Black black guy <laughs> murders white woman, right. right? Something like that. And so that matters, that plays on us and we don't even know it plays on us. Right, know? right. But I see what you're saying. I, I well, for first of all, I don't really like that it was taken to a race thing because right. I don't think that if it played out like it did, I think it could have been a white guy. It could have been. I mean, it's spe- it, the only thing I would challenge there is it does kind of speak to a possibility of implicit bias. Yeah. Right. And uh, there, which is no one's fault. A lot we of, all have implicit bias. Yeah. It's it's can you control it? And as right. a police officer, she should have been trained to control it. Um, but it speaks yeah. to that a little bit. Right. So I'm okay with it coming up. I don't know if it, I wouldn't call this racially motivated at all. Right. I would say maybe implicit bias I don't, played a role. I don't. I guess I don't like that the media took it so far sure. into a racial like. Situation. Would she have shot if it was a white woman on the ground eating ice cream? Right. I, I don't know. I don't but know. But a big black guy. Actually, I don't even know if he was big. I have no a idea. black guy eating ice cream on the ground. She shoots. Still not that menacing. <laughs> no, man, it's not. Um, uh, but I've always viewed the justice system this way, and uh-huh. I, I know judges don't. But this is how I've always viewed things about people sentencing and where they go, like a mental institution or state right. versus a state prison or even jail, is what is their – are we doing this to punish them or are we doing this to remove a threat to society? Right. You know? And this is where I, I get caught up in, in sentencing that I disagree with on a lot of fronts, though. Mm-hmm. A multiple sex offender should probably be gone for life. Yeah. Because he's a clear threat to society. He's not going to stop. Right. Someone like this, who accidentally shot someone, she could have all of her guns taken away. Right. She could have to, you know, go to gun safety training I guess, every year, every day for two years, do some community service. Yeah, She's not a clear uh, threat to I society. I see what you're saying, and I, I agree, I think. There's no... But if he was my dad... Well, I know, I know, <laughs> yeah. but punished, having her go to jail for 15 years 
isn't doing anything for anybody. No, it all it's it... not healing any wounds. It's not really any real justice because what what justice is there to right. in this situation? It was from what we're told, it was an accident. Right. And so it's super difficult. It's a challenging one. You know, yeah. I, I totally hear you. I, yeah, because as the family, you wouldn't you wouldn't even know what justice would look like. Yeah, nothing's gonna bring that man back. No, you know, um, that's not an excuse for if whatever they want. And there's there's certain times when I think that the uh, victim or victims mm-hmm. sh- should certainly kind of have a say, and they do. You know, pre sentencing, right? Um, speeches and stuff like that. Um, but as a judge. When you're determining sentencing, the only the only thing I can say that a sentence would serve here is a lesson to future people who may or may not walk into an apartment. Yeah, I know that they think is their I, own. I hate I hate the whole making an example out of someone. I think that's just like uh, we kind of talked about that back when um, hot girl who had sex with uh, teenagers in high school. Yeah, actually, we didn't air that episode, did we? Because we thought it. Was- <laughs> I can't remember. Got, uh, erased on I really accident. can't remember. Um, that she totally got made an example out of, and I didn't like that. I thought, uh, okay, I mean, yeah. fine. But I, I, uh, she'll, now, she'll be eligible for parole in five she's years. She's out. She's out. No, no, not her. Oh, Amber oh, Geiger. Oh, yeah. Five years yeah. is when she's eligible for parole. I mean, I, I, I will say that I'm glad that it wasn't. Like a life sentence, I thought. I think that would be right, and I would. I'd be afraid of what the black community would do if they were like community service. Yeah, no, there was. You know, they were protesting this. They sentence. were. They were, and I. I don't blame them. Yeah, I really have. I try and have empathy for everybody's situation, but I do look at our justice system. I don't look at it as rehabilitation. That's bullshit. It doesn't rehabilitate anybody. No, right, and punishing people doesn't work. Recidivism rates are through the roof in America. Yeah. So the only thing I can think of in terms of sentencing that's smart is a judge saying or a jury, how big is this threat to society? Mm-hmm. You know? So once again, uh, it can use a sex offender right. as an example. Multiple offenses? Sorry, you're going away for life. Right. It's either, you know, or you can get castrated. I don't want or the other, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, oh, man, it's so hard. Yeah. It's I don't so envy hard. the jury or the judge that had to no. work on this case. So now, speaking of the judge, one other thing I want to talk about on this case is, uh, did you hear about the controversy surrounding the judge after? Yes, how she got down and gave her a Bible and yeah. gave her a so hug. So Judge Tammy Kemp uh, gave Amber her Bible, her personal Bible, I guess, that she had up there for probably swearing in or whatever. Right. Um, and... And for some reason, she's coming under scrutiny and saying that she crossed an ethical line. I don't know about an ethical line. Um, I would say I do feel like it's a bit strange uh, to do it in a public forum, right? As a judge mm-hmm. who just heard this case, uh, s- convicted this woman of murder and sentenced her to prison to then get down and give her a hug. Like... It with cameras on. Does that make sense? Right. I feel like what message are you trying to send? That's kind of it's it's a dichotomous message. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's and maybe maybe it's more appropriate. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's appropriate to I say mean, like this is your do this you is your think punishment. That the judge. I don't think that she had that in her. She just did it. Like I don't think that there was like oh this is going to get me some press. No. Or, like, yeah. I don't think that and, at all. And 
like does she deserve this scrutiny for just for this like i don't th- i don't think so i think it would just be like uh the mayor or the governor coming out to all the judges and saying hey hey let's not do that i just think i i get it because her the um oh, that's bad that i don't know the guy that got killed name that sucks <laughs> it does suck uh his brother i, I forget and like gave her a hug it and- was it was her it was his sister, wasn't it? No, it was his brother. Okay. Br- one of them didn't, though. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. I, you know, I don't expect anyone to do that, but I feel like just th- with that happening, that it was such an emotional um, case for the reasons that we just talked about. Yeah. It was super hard to make the decision that, that, I, that the judge just kind of felt like, and I, I can uh, see whatever. if you were the judge watching that happen, uh-huh. the first hug, you would. I think it would be very moving to see in a right. courtroom. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, his name's Botham Jean, by the way. Okay. Um, it would be very moving, and I could see being compelled. Um, you know, as a decent person. <laughs> yeah. You know, but maybe it's just like, hey, if you want to go see her in jail, yeah, and give her the Bible, you know that. I don't know. I don't know. It's it is a bit strange. Is all I'm gonna say. I just don't think she deserves to be roasted by I don't people. Think so I don't either. think it. I don't think it merits it's becoming not like anything. an issue and taking away from the man who was killed and this this the bad situation. Why are we jumping on this right. judge? I am a little grateful that she's a black woman, yeah, but not a white man who yeah. got down and gave her a hug. Because then she'd be me too. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, Jerry, we're gonna need you to stick around yeah, for another yeah, case. I here. Just, you guys got no. You're leaving round no, no. two. <laughs> We'll pick a new foreman, but you guys got to stay. Yeah. Uh, And then um, there is the case that just happened in Fort Worth. Yeah. The other side of Dallas where a father called uh, the police to do a welfare check. Was it a father? I thought it was a neighbor who just saw her door open. I thought it was her father, but I don't know. A neighbor, from my understanding, was that a neighbor saw her door open. Uh Her storm door was still closed. But her her door, like going in, like her car carport, kind of there. I kind of see the picture of the house mm-hmm. was open. Um, man, this one kind of pissed me off. I'm going to be honest. Well, yeah. <laughs> and we, you know what? Have you talked to your cop friend about this one? No. You should text him about the procedure for a welfare check. Because my understanding of a welfare check is. You you go, you dispatch, right, and you knock on the door. We actually did a welfare check when I was on the ride along with him. And did you knock on a door? Yeah. Did you walk around the house? Uh, yeah. Before you knocked? No, no. Uh, they just went and knocked on the door, and the the person I think was there. And then did you walk around the house with the person? I don't think so. So this is my problem. They did stay and talk to like them for a while, but right. This is, yeah, they always do, right? Mm-hmm. Check for suicide or mm-hmm. even homicidal, <laughs> you know. So this is my problem here. It's uh-huh. 2.30 in the morning, I think. It was late. Mm-hmm. Uh, her door's open. Lights are on the kitchen. If you watch the body cam footage, you mm-hmm. can see in, into her kitchen. It's kind of a mess. Maybe he thought it was a disturbed scene. I don't know. He was with another cop. They do not knock on the door. Instead, they creep around her yard and i'm saying creep because that's what it was Mm -hmm. Uh, they open a fence very slowly a gate to the to the backyard very very slowly and peek their flashlight around as if they think someone's in the yard so tell me this if you were doing that 
you were that cop. Mm-hmm. What would you be feeling in that moment? It's late. You're with, a, you're with a partner. Both of you are kind of creeping around. This is a welfare check. The door's open. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. You're in a backyard that's dark. What's going on in your stomach? Well, just adrenaline. 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 So then he's creeping around the backyard. Now, if Ashley, my wife, was home alone here, mm-hmm. and she looked out the window of our bedroom mm-hmm. and saw someone in our backyard with a weapon and a flashlight, yeah. I would say shoot that person. Yeah. This cop is lucky she, he didn't get shot. Yeah. He did not announce himself. They never knocked. He just went back there, creeping around the backyard with a flashlight, offered no warning, and shot through the window. So I have multiple problems with this. Why are you working yourself up into this adrenaline, like, call of duty, you know, skulking around, why are you going in the backyard? This is a welfare check. No burglary, no robbery, no suspicious person. It was a welfare check. Mm-hmm. It'd be different if it was like, hey, we got a suspicious person, also a welfare check down the street. Right. That's totally different. Okay, that's strange. Send me a couple more units, you know? Here's a recording of the... Uh... So I want you to listen to, if you haven't watched this... Police operator, this I mean, good for you, what's the address? Uh, I'm calling about my neighbor. What's going on there? Well, the front doors have been open since 10 o'clock. I haven't seen anybody moving around. It's not normal for them to have both of the doors open this time. I'm not. Good Samaritan. Okay. You know if anyone is inside? No, I'm not sure. Both of the calls are there. Okay. Bear with me. And they're in the driveway? Both of the cars in the driveway, yes. Are they usually home at this time? Uh, they're usually home, but they never had both of the front doors open okay. with the lights on. Like I can see straight through the house. When my sister woke me up, she stayed across the street, and then I live on the opposite side of my sister. Well, I have an officer come by. They're already being dispatched now, okay? This is a good neighbor. Okay, I, appreciate it. I mean, it's just not normal for them to have both the doors open this late that long. And you could. when the cop, If you watch the body cam, you can see straight into the house. Yeah. So the only counter I have to what you're saying is um, that is, if you've ever watched live PD or cops or anything, whenever they suspect a break-in or robbery or potentially someone in the house, they will go, they won't announce themselves. They right. will go around. Then the, the question, and it will be, it'll come up in trial. Yeah. Did you say that to your partner? Because there was a moment where their audio was off. Okay. The audio didn't start until um, he started, a, he looked in the house in that door, and it was—I think it's a kitchen. Uh-huh. And as he turned away from the door, that's when the audio started on his camera. Mm-hmm. So, did he say to his partner, "It looks like a mess in there. It's someone's in there. Why did you feel threatened?" Right. You know, because um, I understand that. But the nature of the call was the doors are open. You know what I mean? Right. There's no reason to suspect well, a hostage. The or... doors are open and it's not normal, is what they said. Right. And so we don't know. I would. We don't so, know how it was dispatched to the police. That's true. So I don't see that here anywhere. Really, what it comes so, to, and that does matter a lot, as they, we've talked about. The dispatcher might have said, um, "Suspicious activity. Doors right. are open. Looks like there's potentially." What case uh, were we talking about this on? 
I don't know. The call, the dis, what the dispatcher says is super important. Oh, yeah, we did talk about that. I don't remember now. Oh, it was the guy. It wasn't the dispatcher. It was the guy talking to the dispatcher in that store. Remember that that guy was sitting with a BB gun on his shoulder that he picked up in the store. Oh, right. And the, there's a guy on the phone watching him, like he just pointed it at kids, uh-huh. and he didn't point it at anyone. Right. They had it timed with the video, you know. And this guy, this cop, comes in with an AR-15 and blasts him. So that matters. If you call the police, it matters how you sound. If right. you're a dispatcher, it matters what you say or what you type. Right. You know? um, so I, I don't know. We'll have to see how the trial plays out. Uh, he, a, was, he has been charged with murder. Yes. Um, and this is another situation where I'm just like, I don't know. I mean, granted, it's, it's – worse than the last one we talked about for sure it doesn't look good but that's you know and i i started thinking about this uh this week and i kind of understand why the british police don't carry guns yeah they don't they have people who do right that they can call in but the normal trooper uh have a baton yeah they don't carry a gun and because if you feel threatened and you have the gun, you're going to pull it. <laughs> right. There's very, like, no amount of training can, it, yeah. can stop in that, adrenaline. In that second, you see, if if he did see whatever he thought he saw, I, thought, I think he said he thought he saw a gun or something, um, it, it doesn't matter whether he was a cop or, right. or whatever. He's like, oh, crap. He pulls out, you know, the gun and, and just. Yeah. There are, a f- so I have a few more things on this one. Yeah. There are some optics questions I have uh-huh. about the the video that Fort Worth released. Right. Because it shows the shooting, um, and then it cuts, and it shows screen grabs of a gun on the floor. Okay. Now, the mayor addressed that. Mm-hmm. The mayor in her, uh, I think it was the mayor, in her uh, press conference said, and the still images of the gun, it does not matter what she was doing with that gun. Uh-huh. She's in her home. It's an open carry state. Right. Now, she didn't go on to say this, but I would have. There was a man, two men, skulking <laughs> around her backyard. With a gun. With a gun. Right. You know? And uh, you can't tell from the still images off of his body cam, but the pictures afterwards of the scene show mm-hmm. the blinds down. Kind of cracked. They're normal, just little one-inch blinds. They're kind of turned, so they're a little bit open, but they're down. So how much of a person did he see with his flashlight glaring off the window? Right. You know? He offered... I've I've had this question a lot. Uh-huh. We've talked about this so many times. Right. Why do police officers not take cover? Why do they just shoot? Why do they just shoot? I don't know. You can take I'm not saying run away. Mm-hmm. Although I'm okay with cops running away. I don't have a <laughs> you know, depending on the situation. Right. In Parkland, they should have fucking gone into school. Right. They're kids. <laughs> but in this case where you're walking around a house, you see someone inside who may have a gun, why not take cover? Why right. not just jump down? He could he could have jumped down right in front of him as a big ass air conditioner. Yeah, you know. No, I know, and those are all good arguments. But hindsight is twenty. You know, yeah, you're completely right. You know, yeah. he could have done a lot of things, but that's unfortunately what he did. Yeah, and I don't know if that's how they're trained. I kind of. It probably varies. It would. The procedure for a welfare check, I'd be interested to know what it is in the Fort Worth Police Department. Yeah. You know, um, was it a a deputy or a cop? Uh, 
I don't know. Police officer. I think it was a fourth police, police officer. officer. So, because that's interesting to me, because you make an interesting point. Mm-hmm. You know, if they are suspicious, if the call came in differently, maybe their welfare, welfare check procedures are different. Right. You know? I mean, that's what they do yeah. when there's a suspected uh, I, someone robbing the house or someone in the house is they will surround it. Right. It's the same, like, uh, when I was with him, my friend on the ride-along, um, the uh, KFC tripped their alarm. It ended mm. up being a f- an accident. Right. But they didn't. Uh, they they surrounded the KFC. Right. Like, and they move in slow. Yeah. yeah. And so. What's well, the carport incident? Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. You know, I had a guy in my carport. It was freezing cold. He was sitting Indian style. Sorry, cross leg style in front of my car. Native American style. Banging on the garbage can, screaming at the top of his lungs. Three o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, that cop. Could have shot that guy. Yeah. You know, it, the the circumstances were not very different. In fact, they were probably worse. Because <laughs> I called and said, there's a guy screaming in my carport. Yeah. You know, and they did. They crept up very slowly, turned the lights off, you know. Yeah, this is just like um, this is just like the case. I think it was in Florida, maybe, that we talked about where the uh, man got shot and killed through his garage door as it was going down. Yeah. You remember that? This is oh. very similar to that. And um, I think we we had the same discussion about why didn't he just duck behind, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, because he, like, he was right next to the brick wall of the garage. Right. Yeah. So I don't know if there needs to be training. I don't know if that even matters. Yeah, that cop was shooting blindly into the garage. Yeah. I That's the biggest problem I have with both of those is that they shot them on their property. Right. Um. Without much with no, yeah, cause. there was nothing, you know. And I, I don't know, is this a race thing? I mean, this one I'm could, not sure. Could he even I don't even see. I don't that think she so. was black. I don't think so. Even if he did, he brought his gun gun up so fast. Yeah. Have you watched it? I, it's not. It's I've not got, graphic. I've got it here, but it just is so. It's not graphic because it's weird. through a window. But he literally kind of bumps his flashlight up through the window. Uh-huh. You can tell he sees something, so he puts it right back up, pulls his gun, says, stop, hands up, boom. That's <laughs> it. It is that fast. No chance to actually put your hands up? No chance. Didn't say police, didn't say, didn't give him a chance to obey the lawful command, if it is lawful, right? I've noticed that a lot on, because uh, I've been watching uh, Life PD a lot. Where they say, I'm giving you a lawful command. <laughs> no, where, where when, they're, uh, when they're telling somebody to do something, everyone will be yelling different things. Yes. Oh, it's so frustrating. And, and, or they'll keep yelling it, yelling yeah. it, even though they're trying to do it. Or, yeah. or, or Right, it's just, it's just disorienting at that point. It's like the, mo- the worst one I think I've ever seen is that guy that was shot in the freaking hallway of the Las Vegas hotel. Right. When he's on his hands and knees. That one disturbed me to my core. Mm-hmm. I think I had nightmares about that one. <laughs> he was crawling. Right. Don't ever crawl towards the police is what I learned. Put your hands out and your legs spread and say, I'm not doing anything. I know. You guys can come get me. Uh, because this guy was just fucking crawling and they shot him with an assault rifle. Yeah. In front of his girlfriend. That's... Uh... Yeah. Sorry, I'm no, sorry. No, it's it's, and that's again, like, if we didn't have so many guns in the country, it then <laughs> I don't think that no, we would need to have cops with guns. No, it wouldn't be a thing. But it would be like Great Britain, yeah, just like you were saying. But it makes uh, it totally makes sense to not have them carry guns. 
if if it were possible Shit, here, man, there's even just too if many they, guns. Even if they just had to do one more motion, right? Like, like if they had to cock it instead of just <laughs> yeah, having it just ready. turn the safety. Some of them don't even have safety. Yeah, you know. So yeah, if they just had to do anything else that maybe would give them either the opportunity to let the person obey the command or tell them, I don't have time to shoot, so I'm going to take cover instead. Right? Right. And after I've taken cover, I realize there's no real threat. So uh, the biggest problem I had with this one mm-hmm. was the way it seemed like they worked themselves up. Yeah. It really felt like they were playing, like legitimately playing cops and robbers. Right. They were. It, it felt like they were working themselves up into this adrenaline rush. And I was like, you're a police officer. You're supposed to be the calm, you know? You're supposed to be the one that brings everything down. And the way you guys are moving makes it look like you're ready to freaking go, you know? <laughs> yeah. Maybe you had too much coffee. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I, I don't know. I mean. I, I do have a problem with this one. But it, same thing, though. Is he a threat to society? Shit, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, but that, that's not how the justice system you know, works. That was how it worked in my world. He's going to get a way worse sentence than Amber right. did. Way, way worse. Um. All right. I guess that we should uh, think about taking a break. Yeah. What do you think? I think Sounds we've good. been recording for like six hours already. So I love it. Um. I guess we should not take such such long break. Yeah. When we do weekly episodes, we can get them down to an hour. Yeah. All right. Um, when we come back, I do have some random headlines. Um, we'll be uh, exploring one of our favorite topics, um, a couple world records, and a pelican uh, when we come back. Trump is upset because the House today voted in a bipartisan and overwhelming way to condemn his decision to pull our troops out of Syria, leaving the Kurds to fend for themselves in a hopeless situation. Trump now is stuck because basically he gave the president of Turkey a green light to kill these people we promised to protect. And even his fellow Republicans are furious. Some are publicly demanding he reverse the decision, but he can't because that would be admitting he was wrong, which he doesn't do. So today he tried to do damage control. The White House released a letter. This is a letter written by Trump to his strongman buddy, President Erdogan. And I'm not sure what this was supposed to prove other than he's crazy, but this is a real letter from the President of the United States. We did not alter this in any way. Trump writes, Dear Mr. President, let's work out a good deal. <laughs> as, if, as if he's running a Honda dealership or something. <laughs> You don't want to be responsible for slaughtering thousands of people, and I don't want to be responsible for destroying the Turkish economy. And I will. And then he goes on for a while, and the big finish is, history will look upon you favorably if you get this done the right and humane way. It will look upon you forever as the devil if good things don't happen. Don't be a tough guy. Don't be a fool. I'll call you later. Sincerely, Donald Trump. Call you later. So he sent that letter... On October 9th, Erdogan immediately sent his tanks across the border. So it was insane and ineffective, which is the art of the deal. And, you know, it's funny because on this very date, October 16th, 57 years ago, the Cuban Missile Crisis started. And this letter from Trump is eerily similar to a letter JFK sent Khrushchev when we found out the Soviets were putting nukes in Cuba. He wrote uh, at that, that time, Dear Premier Khrushchev, 
Don't be a okay? Get your missiles out of Cuba. Everybody will say, yay, Khrushchev, you're the best. But if you don't, everybody will be like, what an a-hole, and call your garbage country the Soviet bunion. You're really busting my nuts here. Give you a jingle later. Hugs John Fitzgerald Kennedy. So, I don't know, maybe Trump is one of the greats. This is the Outtake Podcast. We interrupt your regularly scheduled program to bring you these random headlines. Guys, I love his voice. Random headlines. Just makes me happy. Yeah, he's got a good one. Pretty yeah. sexy. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, no, I'm missing the one most, of my topics. most popular segment in podcasts right now. Yeah. Trending on, uh, <laughs> uh, Spotify. <laughs> We're available on Spotify, right? Yeah, we should yeah, be on We're everything. on every platform. I got us on iHeartRadio. Really? I did. Wow, they're a big group. Yeah. So we're pretty much famous now. I just now. had to work out a deal. They pay us enough. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we're on there, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was looking at uh, podcasts today, and Jay McFarland, the local guy here, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, he, he, he left radio. Did he really? He left, the, he left KSL? Yeah, he wow. did. To run for Ben McAdams' seat. As a Republican? Uh-huh. Wow, J-Mac. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but because uh, he, he didn't uh, put too much thought into it, I guess he's broke and he, he had to. <laughs> so he's doing a podcast now, and I looked at his, uh, his cover, and he totally ripped off our faces. You know, I've noticed that. It seems to be kind of a growing trend in podcasts Damn it. to have a cartoon face. Ugh. And I'm like, I don't know if we did it first, but I'm pretty sure we did. <laughs> <laughs> J-Mac right. quit KSL to run for the de- for the Republican. Yeah, 4th District. Interesting. Yeah, he's pretty close to as moderate as yeah, Ben he, McAdams. He could win. I don't know if he's polling well yet, but he could. Well, he does you know have what, a though? big base. He's not polarizing enough. I don't know if the base will come out to vote. Yeah, I don't know. The way that the Democrats will. It's true. Well, we'll see. It's true. Should be interesting. Um, okay. This is uh this really isn't a big deal, but I always love these stories. They're my favorite. And obviously it's out of Florida. Obviously. Um, but authorities say a Florida man repeatedly called nine one one to report a theft. Uh the theft was that his roommate had stolen his marijuana. <laughs> not legal there yet, bro. No, not no, legal there. No, th- those are my favorite, absolute <laughs> favorite stories. Nine one one. This is nine one one. They stole my meth. Yes. <laughs> stole my crack. I need it. I, I need a bump. I I've just seen, need a bump. I've seen an episode of Cops where <laughs> he calls and they get there and he's like, "This guy, that guy stole my crack." Like, <laughs> uh, okay. Oh my gosh. Have you watched Succession on HBO? No. It's a super dramatic series. Okay? okay. But one of the guys, one of the characters is addicted to cocaine. He's super rich. Uh-huh. And he has this, like, I don't know. It's I think it's his cousin or something that's just wants to be part of the group. Mm-hmm. Go buy him some, co- some cocaine. And he gets it from the wrong guy. <laughs> and he's, like, he dips his pinky in and puts it on his tongue. And this is, like, a seriously dramatic show. Uh-huh. Super dramatic. And he's, like, Ew. What is this? <laughs> it was like the funniest thing. Like, wow, that was... Re- <laughs> it was really funny. Anyway, oh. I digress. So, uh, anyway, the sheriff just uh, 
they, I guess, tweeted him or something and just told him to stop calling 911. They were nice enough to not go arrest him uh, because for some reason, even the cops now know that marijuana is like whatever. Right. And uh, why it's still not legal, I don't know. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Okay. Michigan scientists create world's largest... Penis. No. That's what you're going to find at the Kelly Family Sports Center in Allendale this weekend. People from all over the nation say they're coming to West Michigan to celebrate National Chemistry Week and Ooh. the International Year of the Periodic Table. There will be research posters, activity tables, demos from local educators and companies, including Gentex, Amway, Grand Valley, and MSU. But the headlining attraction is a world record attempt for the largest periodic table. We spoke to scientists about Perigo about why getting kids involved at such a young age is important. It's a, just a great program. It's really this is, without a shadow of a doubt, the most boring world record <laughs> I have ever heard of. I think I these mean, people are ridiculous. Anybody could beat it, right? You just got to print a bigger one. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's pretty big. Yeah. No, it, it says it's 120 yards long. By 53 yards tall, couldn't you get like a marching band to like form it? Yeah, like, yeah. on a on a well, field during you a say game. 120 yards. Let's let's just commission one for 121 yards. Okay, we could just do it with paper. How much tape do you it think together. the print is for let's that? Just black and white. Tape it together. I'll use the printers at work. <laughs> it's totally fine. We can even use the tape from work. We'll put it on a football field. <laughs> um, Brian, we've noticed that uh, you've been using a lot of uh, ink and copies lately. Why is your floor always out of toner? <laughs> there's like there's like twenty toner boxes. I want to know how much this cost because whatever it is, it's a complete waste of money. Right, feed the homeless, bro. <laughs> like like this is gonna. Do you think this is gonna really speak to a kid? And he's just gonna be like, you know what? I'm gonna be a chemist. I'm gonna be a chemist. I'm gonna to make lives. <laughs> What? The year of the periodic table? We can't steal year of the something from China. I'm sorry. No. They have that monopolized. We can't take it. That's their thing. It's always the year of the rat, I think. It's always the year (laughs) of the rat. (laughs) It seems like it's always the year of the rat, but I don't know. We can't take that. I got to find that story. Um, What's the deal with Florida? I don't know. It's, it's a crazy place. <laughs> so many stories. <laughs> so many, so many stories. Oh yeah, this isn't a random headline, but you talking about rats made me think of it. So now it is a random headline. Uh, woman found living with more than three hundred pet rats in her van in upscale San Diego community. <laughs> I thought for a second when you started reading that headline, uh-huh. I thought you were saying it like like she found something out. Like <laughs> woman found that living with three hundred rats is not very fun. <laughs> Oh, these poor rats are actually pretty cute. Oh. Ashley had a pet rat growing up. I like I, I had like a ferret. Rats. Well, my family had a ferret. Oh. Actually, I, you know, the ferret was cute. It kind of shat everywhere, but. Oh, yeah. So my birds. Speaking of birds, uh, now you'll remember several, several months ago, it might have even been a year ago, uh, I played you a video of turkeys crossing the road. Yes. And we talked about evolution and how crazy it was because the male turkey spread his feathers and basically stopped yes. traffic and waited yeah. for all the... He, he basically peacocked that road. Right. If that's the thing. Right. So uh, in Australia, uh, <laughs> a pelican 
came into uh, here's the video came into a fish store or a uh, fish and chip store and got in line. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I smell fish. Yeah. It's just funny because he, he just stand, it almost looked like a, a, a cartoon or something. Yeah, he just looks like a customer. He's just waiting there in line. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah, oh, they, they move and he follows them. Yeah. Like the mo- the line's moving. Yeah. <laughs> he, he goes, oh, I'm in the wrong line. That is freaking <laughs> awesome. It's over. They probably, um, they probably fed him one time like two years ago. Yeah, probably. And unfortunately, they didn't give him anything. Wow. They, they escorted him out. Bastards. I would have given him a number five with fries and a large yeah. Diet Coke I don't and think tartar sauce. I don't think it's going to kill you to throw a fish stick in his gullet. I guess you he, know? maybe then he would come back the next day. Or whatever next it's called. Day Just give him one a day. He's gold. fine. Is that, I don't know, if I don't know what it's called. Word. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. i, I got to find out now. Uh, what is a pelican's pouch? Fuck me! Pick up, you bastards! Is there anyone there? Yes, what you see? Batberg, right ahead! That's right. <laughs> Another. We're fat back bird. into our favorite topics. Fatbergs. Dude, I love Fatbergs. So, now... By, by the way, it's called a Goler Pouch. Oh. I was close. Yeah, there you go. Uh, there has not been a new Fatberg. Okay. But this is a, uh, a revisit to last year's uh, Fatberg that was as big or as long as the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Is this the one in London? Um, I believe so, yes. There was well, the one in North Carolina we talked about once that was like as big as a house. Right, right. The, there was one as big as the White House. <laughs> yeah. And um, just some interesting facts about it. So a team of scientists uh, were commissioned to find out the main culprit of the Fatberg. Uh, don't we already know? Well, you know, turns out. <laughs> so they were given... Um, it said how many samples. Here's, here's what the samples look like. <laughs> somebody's teeth in there. <laughs> how did they pick out what samples? I don't like, know. put on a blindfold, Larry. Just pick five things. <laughs> That's the only way to do a blind sampling. <laughs> so it says the scientists were given four samples from the Fatberg, each weighing around uh, 10 kilograms. What is that in American? <laughs> what is that in stupid? <laughs> yeah, uh... That is 22 pounds. Oh, wow. <laughs> Each of them were 20. Okay. So that's just one sample on the table there. Yeah. That included yeah. those yeah, teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like human teeth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so to remove the, the fatberg, uh, I don't think we talked about this, but it took 36 tankers, tanker loads, of oh 3,000 gallons each. Gosh, that's debris so big. Were removed. Um, but least you think that it went to waste, the Fatberg was taken to a local sewage treatment plant where it was fed <laughs> to a dragon. <laughs> it was fed into a anaerobic 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 digester and produced energy to power the plant. Interesting. I don't know how that works. You know, we, we I just realized if people haven't listened for a while, they don't know what a Fatberg is. Oh, my God. Gosh. A fatberg is congealed sewage and baby wipes, essentially. Well, here here's what the university found from the samples. Uh, they found that most were made of animal fats, consistent with domestic food preparation. Right. Combined with household hygiene projects, uh, products such as wet wipes, <laughs> hygiene projects, and, and sanitary. So what this tells me is that 
in the past, animal fats weren't a big deal, but we added that special ingredient, yeah. the wipes into the mix, mix and that yes, that uh... well, that and tell me this: uh, growing up, when your mom would brown some meat, <laughs> talking about fat burgers, when you yeah. brought up the word brown, I was like, mm, <laughs> when you would brown, it's, I, I always found brown as a weird verb, it is. right? Let's brown this meat, please. Yeah, <laughs> my mom used to drain the meat into like an old soda can. Or something that we would, instead of throw it, put down the drain, we right. would throw away. Right. One time, someone accidentally drank one. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Are got you a, serious? Yeah, I got some fat. <laughs> and I, Ashley does it. Um, I don't know if I do it. I And maybe that's the problem. I don't remember. My mom must have put it down the drain because I don't, I know we didn't have any bottles of I just remember of, having like a soda can stuff. on the sink. Right, and I I didn't even know that was a thing until I got married, and <laughs> Mandy was like, "What are you doing? Yeah, put it in this bottle. We can't put it down the drain." I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I knew. Yeah, that. I knew. <laughs> How could you be so? Stupid? I knew. That's <laughs> how they do it in Belgium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Am I guilty of putting it down the drain? Occasionally, I try not to <laughs> because I don't want fatbergs. But you know, I don't flush any wipes down. So yeah, there's two rules. Just obey one. Yeah. Either don't at least in your house. Either don't flush wipes, or don't drain your fat. <laughs> One or the other. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, a you know what would solve this? Bidets. Probably that nice yeah, stream of water going straight up. Then we have a water problem. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Anyway, a, an Olympic-sized swimming pool has six hundred and sixty thousand gallons of water. Wow. The fat bird that you just described. Yeah. Is one million eighty thousand pounds or gallons? Wow, one million eighty thousand. That's almost twice the size of an Olympic-sized swimming pool. Isn't that what Brazil used for their Olympic swimming pool? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's why it kept turning green. Really turned green. <laughs> what the freak were they doing? Yeah. So fatbergs, they develop in sewer systems. Yeah. There was a big one in North Carolina, mm-hmm. and then in London. It's just congealed fat, baby wipes, condoms, latex gloves, and dentures. teeth, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that people flush or put down the drain mixed with fat and baby wipes. So just only flush pee, poop, and toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. If it's brown, let it mellow. <laughs> <laughs> Family guy. Yeah. <laughs> when, he, when he does it wrong. Yeah. Stewie, he's just talking about his daycare center. It's like, there's a sign that says, if it's brown, let it mellow. It's cresting the <laughs> the bowl. <laughs> oh, man. Do you do you uh, mellow if it's yellow? Uh, it depends. I don't. Um, I my, my toilet that I have currently has two buttons. Oh, yeah. It has a one and a two, so... Every toilet should have yeah, that. Yeah, it depends on the consistency. If, I mean, if I'm peeing out pretty much straight water... You know, yeah. whatever. Right. But what I really want to know is if you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. <laughs> <laughs> I have to think about it when I'm on the uh, next time I'm on the the can. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that not? Oh. oh, this awkward question was brought to you by the letter C for. <laughs> Speaking of toilets. Yeah. I got to say, I got to hand it to my work. Okay. Our urinals. Oh. They have a nickname oh. that's in, engraved on the top of them. That's interesting. 
it's like more like a something that the company does, you know, like they name their toilet something, you know? Like this is called the John. Like, like Memphis Bell? Like they yeah. name the toilets like you would an airplane? Standing like... by the urinal and I, you know, I'm going to pee yeah. and I see at the top, it's called the pint. <laughs> it only uses a pint of water per flush. Oh, good. And then I go to some places for a urinal. Yeah. It says like one gallon per flush. Yeah, I never flush urinals. Think of a gallon of water. I know. That's stupid. Yeah. I never flush public urinals. My, uh, mine are, they're automatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I never, I never, a gallon? Are you kidding me? Yeah, man. Your pee Crazy. already goes down the, the pee I trap. Know. All you're doing is. I know. It could be literally, it should be like two it, cups. It really never doesn't, it doesn't need to be flushed. That's true. It, I have yeah. seen waterless urinals and it's just like a kind of a bigger hole. Yeah. And it has a weird drain. They smell weird. They smell like urine. Yeah, they are actually pretty <laughs> gross. The ones at Ikea and, uh. I mean, I'm not saying you need to flush the toilet every time, but you probably should occasionally. If you let it mellow long enough, <laughs> it starts to, it's a little rank. Yeah, especially yeah. if you've, you know, had something weird to drink. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I am not on the rundown. <laughs> oh, are you, are you done with Randy? Oh, yeah, headlines? that's it. That's it. Something we didn't talk about. If you're sick of Trump, I'm sorry, but we have to talk about the G7. Okay. Is that right next to the hymen? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a Pontiac. <laughs> so the G7 used to be the G8. <laughs> yeah. Until she got married. Uh, so the G7 <laughs> group of seven, the seven biggest countries used to be eight when Russia was in it. It's our turn to host. It's America's turn to host next uh-huh. year. And... Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Think of how big and vast America is. Yeah. All the cool places. I know. I just drove through New York. It was yeah. still uh, massive. There's All the cool places you Not enough go. room for people. Mick Mulvaney. Yeah. Comes out at the same press conference where he said that <laughs> we were holding back aid for an investigation. Same yeah. press conference. Yeah. He announces that the G7 next year is going to be held at uh, one of Trump's resorts because it was the only locale in the list that they had, which mm-hmm. they did not disclose, right? that made the most sense. Mm. I mean, there's convention centers in every city. Yeah. Um, so the announcement came along with an explanation. They could have it here in Utah, one of the resorts. Yeah. The, the explanation was, oh, don't worry, he'll be doing it at cost. Uh-huh. How do you determine costs when <laughs> the buyer is the seller right. and the seller is the buyer? <laughs> Now, the G7 isn't just the seven leaders, okay? No. We're talking about, I think the last one was like 45,000 meals. It's like 7,000 people that Oh, come. yeah. It's going to be- Reporters, uh, staff, from everywhere. It's going to be full and then some. Like and, the and then what do we find out about the financials at said resort? Yeah. Oh, they're struggling right yeah. now. Yeah. That was reported on Fox News, by the way, yeah. from Neil Cavuto. This is a clear violation of the Emoluments Clause again. Yeah. What are- it's so – Mick Mulvaney, for real, for real, mm-hmm. just come out and announce it, man. Don't yeah, don't try and say it's the pretending. best place in America we could find. Out of every single place. Like normally – like Obama did it at like uh, Camp David, I yeah. think. Which is – They did it on an island once off the coast. They usually do it in a place that's secluded. Right. That they can bar off from mm-hmm. potential threats. This is in Miami. Oh. <laughs> like it's – what are you going to show them the the seawater that's rising? Maybe they'll do something about it. <laughs> I, they are. If, we're the ones that aren't. <laughs> I know that there's a lot going on right now, and 
it's hard to take this one seriously, but this is kind of this is it flies in the face of everything. Yeah. Like this is a lot of money. This is our money, by the way. <laughs> you know, we yeah. we pay. And it, of all the places in the United States, the only the only place Mick says, right. the only place we can find is uh at the Trump Resort. The in, one that's struggling in Miami. in Miami. Yeah, the one that's uh not doing well because of the Trump brand name you by by the way. Right. It's not doing well because of the Trump brand. <laughs> anyway. It's idiotic and I don't I don't know. We how should go we'll... to the G seven next year. Can you do that? Yeah, you can go protest. They, there's always protesters. I don't want to protest. That sounds hard. <laughs> no, we can just go set up the podcast I mean, table. Miami is really humid. <laughs> <laughs> Like, could they have picked a less pleasant place to go to during the summer? I wonder if he's impeached and removed. I mean, we'd have a president right away, Right, that was discussed on Jimmy Kimmel, and he said that the president would just be there sipping milk while President Pence... (laughs) Did I share my dream on the last episode? My Mm, impeachment dream? No. My impeachment wet dream is (laughs) that both Trump and Pence are both removed. Oh. And then jailed. Uh-huh. I mean, whatever. They'll be pardoned, but... No, actually, they wouldn't. If they were both removed at the same time, guess who becomes president? <laughs> Is it Nancy? It's Nancy. Mm-hmm. Then, she could have... She could nominate She could have them president. executed? She could send them to the front lines to fight in Turkey. Yes. <laughs> and <it's, it's, laughs> she could nominate Hillary Clinton to be her vice president. <laughs> and then Nancy would step down... And Hillary would finally be president. Oh, that would make her so happy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Holy shit. I didn't even talk about this. Speaking of Hillary. Uh-huh. You see what's happening between her and Tulsi Gabbard? Uh, I don't know who that is. Tulsi Gabbard is a candidate for presidency. She's a senator or a representative from Hawaii. Is she a real candidate? She's doing okay. She was in the last debate. All right? Really? Yeah. But in a podcast, Hillary Clinton said this, um, that Russia was grooming... A candidate to be a third party threat, right? A third running as a third party that will destroy the vote for Democrats. Listen to what Tulsi Gabbard responded on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Okay? Keep, this is a Democrat. Keep that in mind. Great. Thank you, Hillary Clinton. You, the queen of warmongers, embodiment of corruption and personification of the rot that has sickened the Democratic Party for so long, have finally come out from behind the curtain. From the day I announced my candidacy, there has been a concerted campaign to destroy my reputation. We wondered who was behind it and why. Now we know it was always you. Through your proxies and powerful allies in the corporate media and war machine, afraid of the threat I pose, it's now clear that this primary is between you and me. Don't cowardly hide behind your proxies. Join the race directly. Holy shit. Okay. She just went off. Three tweets. Wow. Three tweets long. That all seems really unnecessary and kind of crazy. The queen of warmongers, embodiment of corruption, personification of rot. Like, <laughs> Are you sure that's not a Trump tweet or I feel like, Rush Limbaugh I feel like, or something? Yeah, I feel like uh, Alex Jones hacked <laughs> Tulsi's uh, Twitter but then thought it was his own. Wow. <laughs> Well, good thing she's not going to be president because she sounds like a whack job. Man, that was – yeah, she just went off. Jeez. Mm, um, sounds like something the Russians would say, I'm just saying. Maybe I, they have a control of her social media. Yeah, probably. Um, Anything else? I'm sure there is, but uh, – I mean, we could talk about electric car sounds, but that's kind of old news now. What happened with your watch? 
<laughs> That's right. I missed that, didn't I? I did. <laughs> I saw that in the rundown here, but I'm kind of I want to know <laughs> something happened with your watch. Well, okay. So two things that we missed at the at the front here. Um, I was working one day. Well, sorry, I was sitting at my desk one day. <laughs> <laughs> and, and by desk, you mean second stall. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> and I, uh, I was like, I smelt my watch band. I was like, oh, that smells. <laughs> It smells weird. It smells like I've had it on my arm for four years. You know, it smells like a gym or something. And so um, later that day, I got numerous ads on Facebook for watch straps. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that is. Did you say it out odd... loud? I don't think so. I so just... your watch heard you sniff. I don't know. It activated Siri yeah. much like your zipper would. I don't know. <laughs> The best part about this that people don't know, on the rundown here, on our shared note, the what Spencer put in was, I smelled my watch strap. <laughs> and I don't know why strap makes it funnier, <laughs> but it is. <laughs> so it made me laugh. The other thing I missed was uh, the other day I was driving to my mom's house in Provo, and they had a, a big sign that was like... Um, I don't remember what it said. It was, I think it was a text, don't text and drive sign. Yeah. And then later, uh, a couple of weeks later, I heard an ad on the radio that was talking about don't go uh, hunting and not tell anybody where you're going. <laughs> and I just started thinking, why are there so many billboards and advertisements telling us how not to kill ourselves? Right. <laughs> like, come on, give natural selection a chance. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this goes against the laws of there's, evolution. There's just so many. Right. Don't overdose. Don't do this. Don't don't jump in front of a train. And D- the <laughs> and the giant one mixed in all of them says gone limp. Yes. <laughs> yes. There are so many ads here in Utah yep. for ED yep. and vaginal rejuvenation. Yep. If I had it. a dollar for every vaginal rejuvenation yep. billboard, I'd have. Ten dollars. <laughs> we I, the vast majority of the population is loose or limp. That's it. I guess. <laughs> I guess. It's a serious issue here. Hashtag loose and limp Utah. <laughs> I just I don't know, man. Oh, and there was one other thing. We'll we'll end the show on this because sure. this is actually super you know what? You know what? Hold on. Hold on. Cue it up. Breaking news. This is breaking news from like three weeks ago. So old that I can't even find the post. Here it is. <laughs> and that URL is expired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you might be right. Okay. Fast food drive throughs got 20 seconds slower in 2019. Someone's timing them? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I noticed. Did you? I noticed. Did you? Yeah. I mean, so it actually gives us uh, a breakdown of the fastest and slowest fast food places. Wait, I got to guess then. Well, first let's look at the the speed of service by the day. Okay, okay. this is just so breakfast. Can I guess? Yeah. Okay. This is in seconds. Speed of seconds. Okay. So the fastest, and you want me to guess the day for breakfast? This is just for in general an average breakfast speed. Okay. I think this is an average of everybody. And the day of the week. Yeah. I'm gonna say. Well, it doesn't say the day. It was just averaged out. I think. I'm gonna say Tuesday. No, 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 no. This is it's it's not giving me the day. Oh. Sorry, it's giving me the amount of time. Oh, okay. How so average... how much how much time it takes for the breakfast crew? Okay. To get you your food on average, um, in from, seconds from the time you speak into the speaker. I assume, yeah. Okay. Um, 
75 seconds. Not even close. Uh, 238 seconds. <laughs> you know, at that point, go to minutes, okay? Yeah. I can't even do that math. Now, now That's, this, this tells me something that I already knew. Isn't that four minutes? That's four minutes. Is it? How much did you say? 238? Yeah. Okay. 240 is... Yeah, that yeah. sounds about right. Now, this tells me something I already knew, that the morning crew at McDonald's is like the cream of the crop, <laughs> the best of the best. Because yeah. you can... If you... <laughs> if you're like me and have ever gone to McDonald's for <laughs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> Wait, is your GPS rerouting you to McDonald's instead of Chick-fil-A now? No, it, it is rerouting me to Chick-fil-A. It just happened yesterday. Right. <laughs> I wasn't going there, and it was like nine minutes. Hey, Spencer, like, it's oh, Thursday. It's 7 a.m. You know I'm probably going to go to Chick-fil-A <laughs> after this, to go too. to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> so bad. Um, dinner. Uh, dinner is 2.58. Lunch oh. is 2.55. And, of course... Late afternoon, evening is the slowest, 274. Late afternoon, really? Yeah. So the dinner the dinner crew comes on and they pick back up. Yeah. Okay. But if you know, I don't. it doesn't even have overnight here because that's when it really dips. I mean. It's true. You know. What's the fastest? Okay. So the fastest. Uh, chain? Wait. I got to guess. The fastest chain? Yeah. They're not listed in like descending order. That's stupid. stupid. Oh, I think I just fixed it. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say. Now it is. I'm going to say with confidence that the fastest chain. Okay. This is the, the, the fastest one is, it is something we have here, but it's more populous in the East coast, which actually blew oh. my freaking mind. East coast. How many more there were. It was like Starbucks of the East coast. Um, they recently changed their name or shortened their name. Really? Yeah. There's one here in town, just a few minutes away. And from they us. shortened their name. Yeah, the only one I can think of is KFC. No, what is it? Dunkin', Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, see, I wasn't even thinking that. Dunkin', okay, yeah, I know. It's a coffee but shop. I, that's what I was trying to like. They were everywhere on the East Coast. Oh, they got rid of donuts. That's it right. Was crazy. They were on every corner. So 216 seconds. So Starbucks is the has the West moving East. Yeah, Duncan has the east moving west, and they're yeah. going to meet in the middle. Now, the rest the rest are... I was going to say Wendy's. Wendy's is always the, fast. The rest is, are all standard, and number two is Wendy's. Number three's got to be In-N-Out. In-N-Out's not on here. Dang. Uh, and In-N-Out is slow AF. There's nothing In-N-Out about In-N-Out. It takes forever. It depends on... No. I've gone, I went last week, and it yeah, was Yeah, if you go fast. like right in the middle of... Uh, no. no <laughs> I, went, I went at like... When was that? It was late. Yeah. It was like nine thirty. Yeah, they were fast. All right. Um. So that's two hundred thirty seconds. Like McDonald's is 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 markedly slower it than is. Wendy's. McDonald's, and this is just the top ten. I think McDonald's is second to last. I feel like Chick Fil A takes a while, but it's usually because they're so busy. So from the time the order's taken, but they do it different. Go ahead. Chick Fil A is dead last at three twenty two. But here is an editor's note. They do it different. This text was edited to clarify that Chick-fil-A's longer service times were correlated with busier drive through lanes. Right. Because Chick-fil-A is always busy. Well, here's the deal, though. They don't wait for you to get to the speaker. No. They're taking your order like 10, 10 cars yeah, back. Yeah, which helps. But that's going to make it longer and harder. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think they got to they got to account for that somehow. I don't know how. I don't know. Not not every Chick Fil A does that. That's true. Uh, the so one here does it so much because they only have one drive through window. Right. The or 
menu or whatever, yeah. whereas most now have the two. You know what they need? They need, like, three drive throughs with one on each side and, like, a pneumatic tube for the food. Like an ATM. So, number three was Burger King, a- then, AFM. then Taco Bell, Carl's, KFC, Arby's, Hardee's. That shouldn't be on here. That's the same as Carl's. Uh, Hardee's is bigger in some places. I know, but it's still owned you know by funny? Carl's. We had Hardee's in Utah, uh-huh. and then Hardee's went away, Yeah, and Carl's Jr. came. They were never here together. Yeah, I know. I don't know how that's that weird. weird. Yeah. Um, silly sacks. McDonald's, sacks. Chick-fil-A. So that's the breaking news. So if you want to eat fast, and I actually can attest to this, Duncan is pretty quick here, but it's mostly because there's never anyone in the drive-thru. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of food can you get at Dunkin'? Like a, cro- a croissant? Yeah, you can get all sorts of breakfast sandwiches. Yeah. Uh, they're, uh, they have some good cap- uh, What is it? cold coffee. The, I went to Dunkin' uh, and I said, I was fro- in the drive-thru. Frozen chocolate. And good. I said, I would like a hot chai. And I drove around and they gave me a cold chai. And I thought, I said two words. <laughs> hot chai. <laughs> can I, actually, three words. Can I get a large hot chai? Here's your large iced chai. Careful there. Their large is gigantic. It was really big. It's it was like, so big. It was like $18. Yeah. The <laughs> first time I, I went there, I normally get large, so I asked for a large frozen chocolate, which is uh, a frap, a frappuccino. Yeah. It was so big, I got diabetes from it. Like, yeah. it was so right. crazy. Right then. Yeah. They just, just they just have a syringe of insulin. Just they just shoot in with it. <laughs> Can I get a shot of insulin with it? <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, all right, everybody. If you didn't already know, Spencer and I are in a music group together. That's true. We're in a band called Rejected Takeoff. You should go check it out on iTunes, Google, Spotify, wherever, really. Everywhere. Yeah, wherever. Uh, we have five singles out right now. Five. Possibly six soon if I ever yeah. put it up there. But well, check it out. Uh, it's better than you think. <laughs> <laughs> go listen and be surprised. Also. It's probably better than the podcast. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, we have uh, organized a, a, a few band members, so we're going to try to yep. start playing live shows. So if you know anyone that uh, wants to have us play a live show at their bar mitzvah or their, their baptism. Wedding. <laughs> yeah. Wedding's more. Yeah. We could be the wedding band, but we only play like six songs and they're all ours. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> cover some, uh, I don't know. No, no cover. No, no cover. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for being here, everybody. Sorry it took us so long. We'll be back again. Episode 69, The Arctic Podcast. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Arctic Pod. I'm Brian. I am Spencer. See you next time.